everyone, it's David James Young here for another episode of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Hope you're doing well, hope you're getting out to a bunch of shows, and hope you got your weekend tickets sorted, because uh, from what I'm hearing, not many left, not many left at all. I'm coming to you live from my shower. That's right, uh, uh, there is construction work going on outside, and uh, this was the place where I could get... Uh, the least amount of like a uh, droning noise from the uh, drilling or whatever the fuck it is that they are doing. So uh, sorry if my voice is a little Phil Collinsy, but uh, what can you do, really? <laughs> uh, before we go any further, I want to give a big thanks to the supporters of this podcast that make it all possible. Support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from Spit the Dummy Records which is a Sydney-based DIY bedroom label, bringing dead formats to the masses. As mentioned, they have a new Suburban Haze release, and they have a new Treehouses release, and they got some cool old stuff from Raccoon City Police Department and Tired Minds and a bunch of other bands. So head over to spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com and you can check all of that out. It was also announced this week that Spit the Dummy Records are going to be putting out my album. Yep, that's right, my second album, As Nothing Rhymes With David. It's called Things Work Out For People Like You, and it's coming out on May 20th. So technically, I am a sponsor of my own podcast. It's uh, it's like that song, I'm My Own Grandpa. It's all very incestuous, but, uh, you know, we're doing okay. <laughs> Support also comes from Sad Girls Club. You know all about Sad Girls Club. It is a collective of non-binary and non-female people uh, that identify as such coming together to make the world a better place uh, for everyone in terms of music and inclusivity, etc. It's a great thing that they do. And this October... They are going to be putting on Sad Girls Fest, the second annual Sad Girls Fest. It's going to be happening in Sydney and in Melbourne. We'll go through the Melbourne lineup first. That's Saturday, October 1st at the Reverence Hotel. They're going to be using both rooms for that. And you'll be seeing sets from Jala, Jess Ribeiro, Camp Cope, Simona Castricum, Miss Destiny, Dark Fair, KT Spit, Claws and Organs, Beloved Elk, Beatrice, This Girl Fridus, Chelsea Bleach, Shiny Coin, Denim Owl, Do Good, Stellar Addiction, Rachel Maria Cox, Samara Cullen, Sandy HSU, Eli Cash, and Joe Nujabawa. Meanwhile, in Sydney, that's happening on the 8th of October at the Factory Floor. And uh, the lineup for that includes Lapai, Code of Conduct, Twin Caverns, Missing Children, The Bad Bitch Choir, DJ Claire Knight, Bow and Arrow, Julia Y, Dawn Laird, Ego, Astrid Zeman, Jackie Brown Jr., La Vif, Morning TV, Anae Paris, Clues, Yon Plume, Emma Dean, Stellar Addiction, Hannah Robinson, SM, Finger May, Fruit, Tesquilalea, and Dog Dirt. You can get tickets and find out all the information that you need by heading over to sadgirlsclub.com. That is S-A-D-G-R-R-R-L-S-C-L-U-B.com. And as always, support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from you. We have a Patreon going that helps keep this podcast up and running. You can find out more information at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash barbands. That's B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S. And for as little as $1 a month, that's $12 a year. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> that's about the price that you'd pay to get into a show at Blackwire, you know? Like, uh, you can help keep the podcast going for an entire year. Just by signing up today, and it would be so, so appreciated. I really appreciate everyone that's gotten on board so far. Uh, If you have any ideas of uh, what you'd like to get out of the Patreon, please let me know. I'm very, very interested to hear your thoughts. You can hit me up on Twitter at BarbandsPod, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D. 
You can go to all my friends are on barbands.com. You can go to facebook.com slash A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. All my friends are barbands podcast. And uh, yeah, let's take it from there. Let's chat. I have actually gotten some really wonderful messages that I really, really do appreciate uh, about the podcast. And uh, yeah, I read everything that you guys send and... Uh, yeah, it means a lot to have that kind of support coming for this podcast. So thank you so much for being on board. This week's guests are Die Die Die, the Dunedin post-punk outfit that have been at it for over a decade now. I've been coming to see them for years. They are a national treasure in New Zealand and uh, they are beloved honorary Aussies as well because they are over here almost every year and it's always great to see them and catch up with them. This is a really fun and really in-depth chat. Similar to the Carb on Carb episode, I didn't really know a lot about the music scene in New Zealand, so they kind of helped fill in a lot of the blanks for me. And also their bassist, Rory, is from London. So we got to talk about all the kind of weird, cool stuff that he has been up to in his time. So he's been with the band for a couple of years now, but he's still technically the new guy. But um, yeah, he got in on the conversation as well. We recorded this upstairs at the Bank Hotel for Waywards, which is a free night that happens every Friday night at the Bank Hotel. Some really fun shows always happen there. Strongly recommend getting along if you have never had the privilege of doing so. It's a really fun night, and this was a great night with uh, Die 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 and White Dog back in January. So, uh, yeah, it's taken a little while to get up, but... um, Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode and uh, really enjoyed putting it together. Next week's guest is Heath Anthony, a very, very charming and very, very handsome man. (laughs) All the way from Adelaide, he recently did a tour with Newcastle's own friend of the show, Mr. Jack Lundy. And uh, we had a chat with him at Jack's place uh, before we all played a show at the Lass O'Gowry. That was a hell of a weekend and a hell of a time to hang out with those two. Love those guys. And it was a really lovely chat. So keen to share that with you next week. But for now, let's get into Die, Die, Die. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in Barbants. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Die, Die, Die. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, David. Howdy. How are you guys? We're good. Very, very good. Just I'm changing my guitar strings. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to be in a bad mood when you know that you've got some fresh new strings, and you yeah. know, you're building that it's actually up. my most hated thing to do. New enough. underpants. <laughs> <next string. laughs> this is actually my most hated thing in the world to do, so... <laughs> The, the, the journey is worth the destination. Yeah. Is that yeah? It's not the, the, the destination. Yeah. It's, it's the no. It's not the destination. It's the journey. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have something worth fighting for, man. That's it. Okay. So introduce yourself. So we'll go around. Okay, my name is Michael, and I'm the drummer of this outfit. Um, I'm Andrew. I play guitar, and uh, and my name is Rory, and I play the bass. Wonderful. We are upstairs at the Bank Hotel uh, for the... uh, It's a calm before the storm. We are hours away from yet another set from Die, 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 uh, who are going to shatter eardrums and blow minds, business as per usual. (laughs) Yeah. How long have you guys been coming here? I know this is your first time here, Rory. first time. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) how long have you guys been coming? It's been like 10 years or something. We did our first tour in 2004. Shit. Where were you playing back there? Was that like the Hope Town, the Annandale? Where, where we was... did do... No, no, no. Our very first trip to Australia, we only played Candy's... Uh, Candy's! And Shit, Club that's the name I haven't heard in a while. And Club 77. And a really atrocious bar out in Bondi. So we did three gigs in, in two days. Wow. And we drove overnight um, and slept in the car from Adelaide. Fuck, that is and dedication. It was... <laughs> And I remember we parked in our car outside um, 
somewhere in Surrey Hills and it was outside like a, a leather like a gay bar you know like like full leather chains oh and sure and yeah like, yeah you know and I just remember going whoa <laughs> like I'm from Dunedin a small town in South Island of New Zealand and it was it was really I and he was straight in there and <laughs> get him out <laughs> <laughs> chained up for weeks <laughs> <laughs> it a, I need to say it was an eye opening experience it was oh I can time. imagine yeah <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful trip. We also got free tickets to see Dizzy Rascal. Oh, dude. And free tickets to see Franz Ferdinand. Oh, wow. People you came to these illicit drugs I'd never heard of before. <laughs> and it was just like, I was. we were, it was a really weird experience. The stars are aligned. Yeah, God like, damn. This is, this is rock touring. I, yeah. I thought Sydney was the most amazing place ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You came at a very interesting time then. You've got... Dizzy Rascal on the back of his second album, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fr- still doing the, the first record. The yeah. Oh, shit. They were great shows, actually. Oh, man. I can imagine. And yeah, that's one yeah. on DJ. <laughs> yeah. Then Franz Ferdinand on the self-titled album. I can, I can only imagine the drugs in Sydney at that point were, were pristine. Pristine. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty. It was a pretty interesting trip. Let's put it that way. I mean, we were like to sleep in the room with these Kiwis who were like, you know, in their like mid thirties, trying to break it like as promoters. Oh wow! Yeah, it was good. It was cool. It was cool. It was a really wonderful experience. But, yeah, it seemed we were like naughty nineteen-year-olds, and it was, it was <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So I come into the picture circa. I think I met you guys for the first time in twenty ten. Uh, would have been one of the. Was it the first time you guys played Wollongong? Yeah. At the Hop Hotel, and I think mm. was Lachlan still in the band at that point. Yeah, yeah shit. Oh man, that takes me back. Those were some those Wollongong shows back in the day were always. It was always like super tiny shows. Like there'd be like 30, 30 40 people yeah, or whatever. It's really changed since then. <laughs> but every but the thing is, everyone there was so fucking up for it as well. Like yeah. that were that were super intense shows. Sometimes that's good. Hey, like I I I think like if you've got. Like a big crowd and they're not into it, I would always go a smaller crowd that everyone is like ready for it, you know? Like, yeah. we don't. Like Byron Bay. Look mm. at the, we do not get upset if, if there's 15 people there, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, that's, it's, if there's. Well, fuck, you'd be in the wrong band if you were getting upset. <laughs> 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 what? 10 years of that, you'd be, you'd be really depressed. <laughs> What have been uh, your first impressions, Rory? It's been fun. We've played some really, like, the shows have been really good. Like, people were all, like you say, up for it, which is good. Sometimes they take a little bit of uh, coaxing, you know? No, like, yeah. At the start, people are a bit like, oh, what's going on here? They don't know who, who it is, what's, what, never seen the band before. And yeah. then about three songs in, people who don't even, never even heard of it mm. are going for it, you know? Yeah, I had, yeah, like, yeah. some, like, really, we went to, where did we go? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah, sure. Some, like, very straight-looking people in, like, nice, smart clothes and the crowd. Sure, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Thinking, this is not going to go down well. And they were, like, coming up to me, I was going, that was great, what's your band name? Da-da-da. And I was like, oh, okay. Nice. Cool. Yeah, Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That was, a, that was a surprise. We've been playing the Gold Coast <laughs> For you know, again, very long time, and then that show for some reason was amazing. Was the best, was the best Gold Coast show I've ever done in my career. Probably, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got loads of crown lagers. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I drank a Red Bull for the first time in quite a wee while. You went went mental. That's exciting. I know. (laughs) God, you would have been raging for days. Uh, It was was, big night. (laughs) Look out. <laughs> I want to take it back and uh, trace back all of your original interests in music, going from the point of hearing something and being like, oh, that's cool, to transitioning to, I want to do that. You know, I, I, we'll start with you, Mikey. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, kind of uh, your growing up and uh, how music kind of factored into that. Music sort of started for me when I first moved to Dunedin. Right. And I met Andrew. Right. Uh, how, we, how old were you at that 14. point? 14. Okay. Uh, so I moved to Dunedin when I was 14, and I originally play. I first started playing drums when in Whangarei, in a little high school. It was, it was the first year you could take a, a, a music module, which right. meant you could either get out of English or maths. Right. So, no, that's always back. good. Yeah, sure. It's always good, half an hour a week. So that's when I first started like playing the drums. I didn't really English get... or maths? I did miss out on a lot. Look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> this bar, stuck in the bar. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have taken that module. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and we moved to Dunedin, and uh, I first 
uh, got introduced to some really amazing music, mm. uh, which were from local rock bands, uh, punk rock bands in Dunedin. Yeah. It's kind of the tail end of, uh, of a musical scene there. So you were kind of like pretty much just thrown in the deep and like uh, you, you weren't like slowly transitioned into anything, you just got straight into punk. Pretty, pretty, well, pretty much, yeah. Like it wow. was, yeah. I didn't think, because I didn't really... We had a thing called the Rock Quest. Okay. Uh, which is a band competition and for high school kids. Yeah. We in our high school band won the national band competition. Oh, really? Yeah, but we, like, basically we were pretentious little monsters. And, um, <laughs> was that the band name? Because that's a great no, band name. No, we weren't. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were called Carriage H. And, um, but we, like, played with, like... A lot of bands who were like in their thirties and like forties, like old, older dudes, um, and they always took us on tour. So we did a lot of touring. So we were like, you know, we, we were doing the Rock Quest, which was this band competition, but we also were a serious, you know, a quote unquote serious band. Who yeah, was, shit. Who was, who was blowing minds and playing pub gigs? Nice. And, you know, just like thinking we were when you were teenagers. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, missing school, missing the school. rock tour. Yeah, more things we probably shouldn't have done. Oh, yeah. man. More school missing, and we've got a theme here. God damn. <laughs> so, yeah, I've missed this entire chapter of your... You guys were child prodigies. I missed this entire chapter. Yeah, it's all been downhill from there, mate. <laughs> How do you uh, come to get interested in music, Andrew? Like, um, uh, Pretty much the same. I mean, I was always into music, like... Uh, church and stuff when I was a kid. Oh, did you sing in church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. And I wasn't really very good at school. And then um, I moved to the school load, like Logan Park, um, and me and my, like, neighbour just started jamming together in his bedroom. Yeah, and right. we were like, oh, let's get a band together. So we heard this, like, this weird surfer guy from Whangarei had just started at our school, which was Mikey. Right, yeah. So we went to, like, talk to him and said, oh, we need a drummer in our band. And so that's how we met Mikey. And also, he looked like not too far away. And then, and this other guy, Tim, who was in character, and then the guy who I originally started with, he moved back to England. To yeah, right. where I'm from. Yeah, it's where Rory's from, so it all comes. Ah. Yeah, and then, um, and then, yeah, character started, but we like, we were actually playing in a band called The Fun Boys. The Fun Boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to know oh, yeah. about The Fun Boys. <laughs> Which was um, one of his leather bands. And I. I <laughs> <laughs> And I, I booked this all ages music venue. That was what I did when I was like 15. Oh wow! Um, and I put on a show for this band, High Dependency Unit, who are actually playing Laneway in New Zealand this tour. They're no kidding! Recording. They're still going. Yeah, well, they're doing a re, well a reformation tour. Oh, cool! So, nice one. And so they saw it here, and they were just like mind blowing, like really, really incredible band. And then about. Sort of, we started playing more games again, and they were kind of recording with Steve Albini and doing all this really amazing Whoa! stuff. Dude, that's sick. So we were all like, you know, changing in. We started seeing bands like the Dead Sea, which were around. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Robbie and um, I remember these like older men just used to get us really drunk and stoned, and it was all pretty mind blowing stuff for a bunch <laughs> of 15, 16 year olds. Oh, no doubt. And then. Yeah, and then that was it really. And then we did carriage action, and then that broke up because we kind of thought it got a bit boring. And then da da da, eventually started. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Rory, you, uh, yeah, you have a fairly different history to these two because it's fairly well connected over the years. Tell us yeah. a bit how you became interested in, in music and wanting to, to play music. Well, it's a bit strange, really, because I, I wasn't really ever doing music. I sort of played a bit of guitar. And I used to mess around and playing stupid bands that were just for the fuck lit. Yeah, right, really right, right. Just through high school? Yeah, I never really had like, a proper band. It was really just like little experiments I'd do with my friends and we'd play a few gigs and then, it's, then we wouldn't do anything. Then, then the band would split up and we'd do some analysis. And, mm. And I wanted like I wanted to do something completely different. I wanted to like paint and stuff. And then um, and then one of these stupid bands I was doing was just called Balls at the time. We used to dress up in like kind of like <laughs> we used to dress up in like these uh, like sort of tech, like uh, shorts and like they used to have like ping pong balls and stuff. Wow! And that band eventually ended up getting signed to play like a reason like the Domino Records. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Wow. Yeah. So that was weird. So I ended up doing music because of that, really. Yeah, right. And then now I record a lot of bands and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. I always really loved music. Like, I was, like, buying LPs when I was nine. Yeah, then, right. But I didn't really expect to do music. It just sort of... It just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up just outside of London in a place called High Wickham. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. You met Nick Hughes there. The guy who was who moved from yeah, High Wickham. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. 
so yeah, I can imagine you, like growing up would have been a really exciting time with like a lot of bands coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, like where, where I lived was terrible. There's like nothing to do where I live, but I could get to London. I could yeah, get yeah. to Oxford and I could see some stuff, you know. And so, you know, I saw some really good bands like when I, I saw like things like Teenage Fan Club when I was oh, wow. nine and shit. You know? Nice. Like, I saw them when they were doing their first album. Yeah, like yeah. So I was quite lucky because my dad liked loads of music and he'd always send me to these weird like bands that were always on John Peel and. So it was good, yeah. But like yeah. I said, I never expected to make any myself. So yeah. <laughs> that worked out. I was just lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite funny, though, because I've been tied back then to, like, I remember back being Paradox and doing all their bands. Like, I remember like, the fact that we, like, toured with The Clean and HDU and stuff, and I still yeah. thought Dunedin was such a boring shithole at, at the time. Um, but in hindsight, it really actually had all these, like, pretty amazing, strange things going on, which I kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. wish I could actually do now, you know, like... See all these really cool bands playing. Yeah, that's their bands are still really good and done even. Yeah, like, they like, are. You know. Yeah, I mean, tell us about tell yeah. us about back growing up. Like, uh, was there much of a music scene like in the area, or did, was it kind of a thing that you had to kind of build up yourselves? Well, they, we were just so much younger than everybody. Like, we were. Sure, like, I mean, yeah. everyone who was our age went. Well, you know what we well maybe we were the snobby little shirts, but we kind of. <laughs> it wasn't really many bands our age doing sort of music where we're doing that kind of into different stuff so we always just hung out with guys a lot older than us really? in a lot of ways in a lot of ways <laughs> the music yeah. scene there's way way more bands than when when we you know when, when we were 12 14 years ago yeah I mean that was the other thing is like I just remember being that young and everyone was just telling us like, oh the scene's dead you should have been here five years ago right yeah Four thousand people seeing the clean play and blah blah blah. When I was no. a kid, everyone just liked jungle. <laughs> really? Yeah, that happy hardcore. Oh shit! Yeah, everyone used to have like those tape compilations. We had like eight, twelve tapes, mm. and then just like listen to this really intense, sped up dance music. You got a rave. And everyone like I get beat up if I said I like something like Mud Honey or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, well, that didn't go down well. No, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the thing with like with, with with our peers at the time. That's what I sort of mean with our peers. There wasn't so much of a scene really. Mm. That I mean, you can I can sort of see now in places like Dunedin and stuff. It's a little little bit more a bit, uh, like more bands doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there was these really influential bands who were from you know who were, who were great. Like yeah, like who we've described. Who were really lucky to be able to see at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Did you guys play your first shows? together like were you in the first band and yeah, everything we were in the first bands together right right yep. so where was the first show that you guys played the first time I ever played in front of a live audience was Logan Park High School uh, assembly and we covered the Sex Pistols pretty vacant fuck yeah <laughs> underrated everyone always goes for like God Save the Queen nah, pretty vacant man yeah pretty vacant's the shit dude Mikey's drum sped up and it fell over yeah they fell over <laughs> in the auditorium halfway through <laughs> Truly punk. <laughs> not the first time that's happened. Definitely not the last time that has happened. <laughs> I have a fantastic yeah. photo of you actually after Home Bake in 2008. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. not the future of music tour. Yep. Uh, and there's a shot of you shirtless. I think your shoes are off. Just got your jeans on. Just looking around. You, you're sitting up and looking around wondering what just happened. I would and love it, to see this photo. Yeah, I'll, fi- I'll find it. I'll find it. And all the drums are just everywhere on the floor. Oh, <laughs> it was, dear. And, and, was Andrew it? opened up the barrier and made everyone come inside the photo pit area. Oh, <laughs> it was, that wasn't one of my finest moments that I'm that proud of. And I'm, 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 I'm 95% sure that you were passed out under a table within an hour. Yeah, I remember that very, very well, actually. <laughs> that was me. That goes down in history as Mikey's being pretty vacant again. That was when I decided I was the future of music. Just me. Just you. Not Alone. these guys. Not these guys. Without the music, I was just always all up here in the old noggin. That is brilliant. Rory, do you remember the first time that you played live? Uh, yeah, the first time I used to have a... When I was a teenager, I had a shop as a picture framer. And, oh. uh, uh, and my boss liked quite obnoxious music from America and we played a gig in the basement of our shop on top of a desk a very small desk that three of us were on we had these big coconut husks like over our heads yeah and that little um, we used to wear like really 
like uh, weird sort of office trousers and vests. <laughs> and uh, we'd played to this weird gig well, with a really low ceiling, so we were like hunched over, like, playing on top of a desk. That was fun. Yeah, I don't know, it's a bit weird, it's fun. Oh no, that is a a fantastic first gig experience if I've ever heard one yeah, like okay. uh, everyone's usually just like yeah it was at school or it was at this pub or whatever it was just like yo hunched over a desk yeah. I love it we got played on uh, John Peel the week after John Peel oh yeah. really yeah, we, we had made a, we made a CD uh, we recorded on a four track and we put it in sick bags and we sent it to him and he played like all the tracks of it. fantastic right. that is fantastic yeah. oh, that is don't bury that man that's some cool shit right there yeah so we got him yeah, got, got, got paid an old peel before he popped his Yeah, 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 goddamn. Do you guys remember uh, touring for the first time? Like, uh, getting outside of the hometown and doing runs of dates mm. and stuff like that? How old were you guys when you did that? So we were, that was when we first properly did that, would be 17, really. Yeah, right. 16, 17, and I mean, we, we, we ignored the fact you had to have a guardian yeah, and we ignored oh, really? the fact that we weren't allowed to drink booze in the pub they were in a lot of trouble yeah. we were sort of just a, you yeah, must we, have looked quite young we would have oh, looked yeah. so young yeah. yeah we definitely did look pretty young it was but it was it was a different time I just remember it was quite funny because there was a venue in Christchurch which was uh, about five hours drive north of Dunedin called right. Ducks Deluxe Okay. And they did these uh, five hundred dollar guarantees for bands. Nice. So we heard that like, oh, you know, if you get this gig at the Ducks Deluxe, you get five hundred dollars. So I was like calling them up, like, hi, Andrew <laughs> from Paradise. Do you want to have my band? And then they like eventually would book us. So we'd go up there and, and make five hundred dollars and come back to Dunedin and think we were made it. And then we were taken on tour. Who took us? It was HDU who took us on tour sure, first. first yeah. Yes. And that, that was when we first ventured from the South Island to the North Island. Oh. And we went and played to the major cities like Wellington and Auckland, and that was... Ooh. I just thought Wellington was the coolest city I'd ever seen. Like, it just blew my mind. I was just like, wow, this is... This is I'm just going to live in Wellington forever. It looked yeah. like Manhattan. Yeah, those big did, buildings. Did look like Manhattan. <laughs> they were playing PJ Harvey on the stereo of a bar I went into. Like, yeah. yeah. I was in a really cool city, man. Oh, big city living. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, great. Wow. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. So, was this with... This was with the band before Die, Die, Die? Yeah. This was Carriage 8? Carriage 8. Okay, tell us a little bit about that band. So, that was the band that started in high school. That did win the Rock Quiz. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you might want to re-emphasize that, Mike. <laughs> did win the Rock Quiz. Um, we have still the, got the trophy at home. Oh, I'll bet he does. Uh, and, I mean... We we were like you know being from Dunedin we were a bit different from say some of the rest of the kids because like we saw these bands and like, we like you know we were, they like lots of bands who were in the rock we like the Deftones we were like the Velvet Underground you know? oh right okay you know? so we were trying we were we were trying really hard of course to be as pretentious as possible <laughs> so it was a bit more like jangle indie as opposed to yeah. what I don't I was yeah yeah, was, yeah. and it's the same Sonic Youth kind of Sonic Youth I played in a Sonic Youth t-shirt, you know. Like oh, that, sure, that, yeah, yeah, one of those obvious ones, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And post-rock <laughs> was big at the time, too. Yeah, Mogwai. Oh, yeah, 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 playing guitars with the, with the violin bow. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So what did you get for winning the rock quest? $10,000. Oh, no, $10,000? And, uh, and, and a week's recording session in, in New Zealand's premier rock recording studio called York Street. Is it still the premier recording nah, studio? No, it just closed down last year. Actually. Oh, but it was really all right. Funny and instead of like, we were supposed to record one song in like five days, but instead we like rebelled and got like a guy to record us, and we recorded an EP, which was we thought was really rebellious. And hindsight, we probably should have done like an album, but like, it, was, <laughs> it was the you know 2001. So that's pretty, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever do much touring at all, Rory, or is this the first kind of proper touring band that you've worked with? Oh, no, I've toured, I've toured a lot. I met them while I was touring with another band. Right, yeah. so who, who was this band? Uh, I was in a band called Chasms for a bit. Okay, and, uh, tell us about them. Uh, that was sort of like a post-punky, people say it was slightly goth. Uh, okay. Maybe mostly because we wear black a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, we were touring all around the UK. Yeah, UK, UK, Europe, we took you guys, well. yeah. Yeah, in Europe. So I was sort of, um, oh yeah, I toured in a few bands. Yeah. Um, was that exciting growing up? Like, how old were you at that point I when was, you toured I for the first time? I was young. I was good. Oh, well, first time I toured, I was maybe early 20s. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was not a teen when I was touring. I was not that advanced. But, <laughs> not uh, like these prodigies like over these here, guys. no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know, we can only, you know. <laughs> Talk us through the beginnings of Die, Die, Die. Like, uh, at what point, so the other band died in the arse and you just, do well, we you, you two much, want to continue well, making music much, together? Yeah, yeah, we pretty much relocated to Auckland from Dunedin. Um... And we were interested in continuing making music, but we didn't know sort of what. We did a band called Raw Ur. Raw Ur, which was in between um, Carriage H and Die to Die. And we met these, like, we met quite a lot of like, We met the Minchicks and... Uh, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, all these other musicians who were quite a bit older than us. You know, they were, they were like five years older than us, which seemed like a lot at the time. Yeah, of course. And, um, and then we were like, we'd moved to Wellington, and all the bands in Wellington were really boring. And so we moved moved back to Auckland, and I was booking. I'd been booking tours and stuff for my high school bands and stuff. So then yeah, I booked yeah. a, a big Minchicks Die I national tour. So we did like was it like fourteen shows in New Zealand, and all the shows were like five dollars. And the Minchicks were kind of just starting to blow up, so we got like lots and lots of people to the. Oh, gig. cool! Nice. And then um, actually, the guy from She Had first saw us at that. Oh, show. John, John too good. Yeah, John was there. He was a very annoying and. Um, <laughs> And Tom Hi, Larkin. John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, um, and then Tom Larkin got us to do, like, immediately send me this email. Because it's quite funny, because I was, like, a bit of an internet troll in my teenage years. <laughs> so I'd been, like, this, like, I hate she had kind of buzz. Like, was that your school. username? I hate she I hate she had at hotmail.com. I was just not a big fan. So the guy emailed me going, look, I really want to book your, um, your gigs um, in Australia. So he kind of paid for us to come over to, to Aussie. Mm. And then we did a big tour to Australia like quite soon after that. Really, like it, I mean, at the time it seemed like ages and ages ago, but yeah. it was like four months after our first shows around the country. Shit. Mm. Yeah, and everything you guys have done just seems to be constantly just getting thrown in the deep end, just seeing yeah. if you guys will fucking swim. Like yeah. it's great. Totally. And then we did, and then you know all these people overseas had heard about us in America, so we did an American tour pretty quickly after that. And wow. What was that like? Uh, crazy. Doing US stuff for the first time. Like, how did they respond to you guys over that? Well, well it, was really, it was really funny. We actually, um, we, we randomly, how did we, some of the people we knew, like, uh, were we were involved in like shows? a deal, because I booked um, a couple of American bands tours around New Zealand, mm. and, um, and then they had just like hooked us up, like we played a lot at the, the Smell venue in, in LA, and, mm. um, no, we just got on these DIY tours. Like we spent a lot of time in Oakland. All the friends seem to live in Oakland. Right, yeah, yeah. And we like, played at these like weird San Diego. Yeah, and yeah, well, that's the thing. We were on this. We were we were on this offshoot of three one G label called SAF. And okay, yeah, we just kind of just it's it is quite vague. Cause it was quite a wee while ago, and there was like a lot of a uh, sort of vague times. And we obviously did our Steve Albini album um, pretty soon after. Like that was our second trip to America or first time. We were quite naive going into these yeah, places. We were. Yeah, we yeah. really didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd play for like ten minutes, really? and we were yeah. travelling to places like to play in LA and stuff, and play for ten minutes. So, it was all getting so, uh, yeah. So it was punk was, as fuck. Yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. And then I remember, yeah. So it's pretty nuts. <laughs> pretty nuts times. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. Did you uh, tour over in the States at all, Roy, or is it mostly no, no, just UK stuff? I was in the bands and we played a bunch of gigs in like New York and stuff, and I like, went to Texas for that one time. But I never toured to the US properly. People always tell me it's terrible though, so <laughs> I don't know. People say it's like a living hell, so but I'm up for it. Because we got we got yeah, so with our offshoot label, you say if they they were like, okay, well we released a record and we recorded the record in America, just in upstate yeah. New York. And then we did a big tour, like coast to coast to coast, and it was just the the coasts are really good, but the whole middle, middle bit, not so good. No. If you're an unknown punk rock band from New Zealand, it's really not good. Mm. I mean, I think we'd also like had played too much in Australia and New Zealand as well. So by the time we were doing these like massive American tours, we were kind of a little bit over. It. Well, we weren't over it, but like the enthusiasm had definitely waned. Like. Mm. We were coming to Australia like four, five times a, 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 a year. Yeah, yeah, I remember those tours. Yeah, and um, we'd play, go to Melbourne. We'd play three times in a night, and like we'd play in like three different parts of the city. Shit, we'd go to you know, and then do all these drives and have nowhere to. So it was like it was quite a lot of it was a fuckload of fun um, mm. when we started. But after a year of doing that, you yeah. were kind of 
could kind of burn you and out. And then also, I just remember, like, uh, like we were living in uh, America and we were playing a lot in Europe at this time. And then our first, our first base player, Henry, had left. And then they were like, all right, what you need to do immediately is get a new base player mm. and go back on the road and play 120 shows in a row. And it was oh. like, no. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah, and then it was always... I mean, it was quite funny because it was always like a... And then that's when Lockie joined the band, actually. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you find him? We found Lockie because I had taken... We played with French horns and just like always, we, they opened for us randomly in Brisbane. Yeah. And I thought they were really amazing, so then I took them on tour in New Zealand. So I paid, got them to be our support band on tour in New Zealand. Yeah. Pretty much. No. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, oh... And then there was just... It's the same thing in New Zealand. There's just not really... There wasn't really that many people we wanted to play with. Lockie was really cool, and we got along really, really well. So he... And we did this big tour with him in New Zealand, and he was really cool. And then well, that was that. So that's a vague history with sort of jumping a few years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Dino Dad for me has always been one of those bands where it's such a full-on and intense experience. But, you know, I'm seeing you guys, you know, once every six months or so, or at least I was at the time, you know. Like, I could only imagine, like, long after I was gone, you were having to do that sort of stuff every night. Like, was that kind of a... Doing that 120 shows in a row or whatever, that, was that, like, a breaking point for you? Especially for you, Andrew, because I know that, you know, you're, you're, you're always, like... You're always... Yeah, you're always, like, out there in the crowd and, like, everyone's just going crazy and stuff like that. Like... Did that ever get to a point where you're just like, I can't fucking do this again? Um, Maybe for another half hour, I can't do this shit. No, it was. I never really had that because it was a lot easier than being at home, doing a shitty job or being on the dole or something. Like, I felt pretty blessed, really. I mean, when I was younger, like a lot younger, I was like, you know, it's uh, worse things to be doing really, mm. for me anyway. And also, I think that like back home at the time, I didn't really have much going on, so I, I thought it was quite amazing to be, you know. I'd be in Italy and I'd be like, you know, in my early 20s and I'd be like, this is crazy. Yeah, sure. You know? But, it, you know, the things all started to, you know, other other factors and stuff would always yeah, kind of course. get in and then it would kind of it'd be a bit of a reality check, you know. You don't really want to be Peter Pan forever as well, which was another thing I kind of found, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so like do you guys do do you guys approach things differently now? Like, obviously, you can go and be like, "Oh, we're obviously not going to fucking sleep in the back of the car or fucking, you know." Oh, we all slept drive. in the park last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'll be, okay, I need to know about this. This can only end well. <laughs> we didn't sleep in the park. Oh, no, no, damn it! Nice motel. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Actually, the build me, me up just a Tammy. The city man. beach motel in Wollongong is one of the most amazing places I've ever. Yeah. Have you been there? I like, have, yeah. It's like a cool. six so rich. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> well, what can I say? The gong, man, we provide. Yeah, we had a the lovely gong. time in Wollongong gong like today. The, again, I found something Very really nice good about the gong. Yeah. I didn't even realise you had a beach right there. Yeah, oh, dear, geography, yeah. you've never been a strong point. <laughs> missed it. it. was that module, that drum module. Yeah, me to this day. Yeah, I did. Missed out on geography. Yeah, man. What do you guys uh, foresee as being the the future of the van? Like, because it's a, it's another one of those things where you guys are still working on that fairly consistent level. You put like putting out stuff like fairly frequently and still touring fairly frequently. It's like, uh, is it something that you you guys still get as much out of as you do when you first started out? I, mean, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's not. I think there's a lot more to like to what's going on now than it used to be, and it's not kind of so life and death with my decisions. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I think sure. my life's become a slightly less one-dimensional, if, if that's one way to put it. Mm. But I mean, it's, it's music's always something which I I will always do, and I'll always do it. And yeah, it's like you know, I mean, that's actually been the last year we've kind of taken it pretty easily. Like we played seven, we've done ten shows on this tour, which is yeah, not really that many, and yeah. we've we've done some recording and we did an EP, and, but we did seven shows in Europe with Rory and. But so this has actually been our most. I think this is the first. Last year was the first year I hadn't paid like a hundred gigs in a year. Which oh, was really? Quite a strange. Shit. It's quite a strange uh, situation <laughs> to be in. Really, yeah. It, it did take a little bit of getting used to, but kind of enjoyed it. Your weekends, isn't it? 
Yeah. You've got to work out what you can do on your weekends. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm still trying to work out that, but it gets there. You get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Rory, you're, you're yeah, the the most recent edition, as we've as we've mentioned. Uh, right. Have you found the touring experience with these guys so far? Oh, it's been great. It's nice because I play in a band that no one likes. So it's like, <laughs> really, <laughs> tell us about the band that no yeah, one likes. It's, it's not just. True. I really like some some Oh, okay. We've got one. We've got one. Some other band. But yeah, it's just nice playing gigs and like obviously they've been around for a long time and especially in Europe, it's very popular here as well but it seems like there's a lot of fans in Europe like the dedicated yeah. fans that have been around for a while and all the shows are great and it's just yeah. like nice. It's a little bit of pressure for me because if I fuck it up, you know, everyone knows about it. Whereas if we were an unknown quantity, it'd be fine. But for me, it's great. It's nice to, it's nice to be part of something which has got a bit of history and people are into, you know. Well, it's, it's very, nice to yeah. see in a time where people don't really seem to, uh, they don't follow music as hard, you know. They, people are quite transient with music a lot of times these days. It's nice to see people who are like really still into a band and they'll just stick with the band. And, yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's good. Well, it's it is, it, yeah, it's very good to have you as part of the family, man. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? I might have you stick around. Oh dear, imagine that. Like, oh dear, indeed. <laughs> Unceremoniously. I mean, you, you've got a. I'm just saying, you've got a history of bass players, you know. It's it's that never is, been everyone. It's never is, been anyone else. It's yeah, always been the bass player. Yeah, well, that's because we grew up together. Yeah. It's kind of like, and you know, so, I mean, I feel sorry for like, I like that that's bullshit because you know, <laughs> I had uh, one beer. It's getting serious now. All right, um, all right. No, no, no. I mean, Lockie was in the band for five years. Yeah, yeah. And Logie yeah. was in the band for three. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Lockie was in it for longer. So yeah, and it's like you know, some people go through like five drummers or five bass players until they find someone. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. It just the problem was is why we got the reputation was because we um, we did one tour with when we first started who was this guy <laughs> who shall remain nameless and then Henry joined and it was quite a big so I mean we had this reputation right from when we started and then so it kind of spread up, you know? yeah 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 I've technically been in the band for four years yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true you had Rory toured with us in first in 2012 so yeah right yeah. those ages there's just yeah. a massive gap in between yeah. I was a sound man for a while yeah you were the sound man for a while yeah 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 you're moving up in the world yeah 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 I'm going down back <laughs> it's kind of funny though I always forget that Rory's been around like even today he was reciting a story about this one time we um and um, um, where we stayed in this really bad hotel in Italy and right, yeah. like he got a bit creative with some paint after a few bit of drinking. Uh oh. <laughs> and you just keep forgetting about these like these sort of like, you know Rory has been around for a wee while around us. So <laughs> just like oh shit, wait a minute, you were there. Yeah. Two thousand yeah. and ten, I believe. Yeah, two thousand nine. Was nine? Yeah. That's when I broke my guitar. But I throwing it around my head yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, sunglasses I'm amazed night. you've think... never done that. I've never seen you do that this guitar's got a new neck on it oh really that's why it's got oh, a lovely. broken neck a few times like, when you take one guitar on tour you can't really break it yeah that's, that's the it. other thing we've still got a reputation for breaking gear mm. and I don't think I've broken anyone else's equipment in 12 years no. I've only ever broken my own stuff yeah I broke a lot we went, and what the problem was is we did when we were when we first started, I remember uh, it wasn't really intentional breaking, but I remember like I'd always stand on the drums and things. Oh, it's always black. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah, it was always kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> when was the last time you broke something? Well, I quit you? drinking a while ago, so nothing's yeah, broken since then. Funny that, isn't it? Put the two together. <laughs> yeah. It's normally because of stupidity rather than intent. No more, oh, passing, yeah. no more passing was, out in the back tents anymore, no. <laughs> You're a changed man. You're a changed man. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you've cleaned your act up, man. Thanks. Yeah. No, <laughs> I missed the future of music. Yeah, future of music ahead of time. <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous. It's really funny too, because like, even like with Annabelle and stuff, like, she's like, I've seen photos of Mikey standing on his drum kits and doing flips, and I was like, oh, that's not the Michael I know. And I'm like, you don't want to meet that man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to meet the future of you music. You don't want to meet the future of music. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. I don't like him very much. by the time I'm at you take calm down I think uh, yeah. yeah he's in a black hat don't you wish you'd lose yeah. his shit once though just so you see it in the flesh. he's seen it I've seen it yeah, yeah. yeah no, maybe not quite as extreme as that I've seen some stuff yeah. 
You get the reputation, man. You're the bad boy. You're the rehabilitated bad boy of Die Die Die. More strange boy. Strange boy. I enjoy trying to find your glasses in a in a in a lake. I like I like. Two in the afternoon once I've been like caning it for three days. God so I had to, like, damn! Kind of, like wade through this lake at waterfall world. Glasses. Did you find them? No, yeah, we didn't. no, we didn't. No. Oh no! And then you tried to hitch home to a bush. Mm. You were hitching. Bless. Yeah, that is fucking incredible. That was only a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, that was another future of it. In the middle of the festival, there was no traffic on that road. The road went nowhere, it wasn't even a road, really. Jesus. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. man. Yeah. Well, this yeah. could be a five hour podcast, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> something tells me, you know, something tells me you guys have got plenty of skeletons in the closet. But um, we'll wrap it up here. But before uh, we do that, I ask this of all of my guests. And now, gentlemen, it is your turn. I want to know individually about your best and worst gig experiences ever. You can feel free to start on either or. So some, some, sometimes the guests want to uh, end on a high note. And sometimes they just want to bring people down yeah, at the end yeah. of the podcast. But uh, So... Best or worst gigs? Like yeah, yeah. Seeing other bands? No, no, no. As as a performer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, as a yeah. performer. My favourite go. ones are when it goes really badly, but it's funny. I remember like playing in a band that was quite obnoxious, like really obnoxious, like to the point where either people would think it was the best thing they'd ever seen, or they'd like really, really fucking hate it. Oh, and yeah. uh, which was fun for a bit. And then uh, I remember like driving for ten hours to Liverpool in England. And then supporting the Arctic Monkeys. Whoa! Yeah, this really obnoxious band supporting the Arctic Monkeys <laughs> in Liverpool. Mm. And uh, we just got completely and utterly annihilated by the crowd. And they like, we were throwing bottles and anything they could find to throw at us. Damn, I was for about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I got footage of this because I need to see and this that shit. Was really, yeah, most people get upset about that, but I found it really funny. And then we played another gig and we supported Alkaline Trio. And I remember, oh, like, yeah. I remember like, someone emailed me and was going, Do you want like, to support Alkaline Trio? I was like, I will. But it ain't gonna go well. And they were like, "Fuck it, let's just do it." The singer really likes you. What's his name? The guy's in Matt Skiba. Yeah, Matt Skiba. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, let's do it. And then um, same thing. And then we were on stage, and everyone was like throwing things at us. And then we were just like, just to be more obnoxious, we talked for about fifteen minutes between every single song. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, "Get off the stage, you suck!" And then we were like talking about everyone in the crowd, like talking about what we were doing that day for like fifteen minutes. That was funny. Oh, that is perfect. I do remember us supporting Marilyn Manson. That was that was. The oh, whoa, yeah. whoa! When? Uh, two thousand and what have been? Two thousand and eight. I mean, oh, I got shit. covered. So, covered in spit. Covered in spit. Yeah. It was, oh, it was no, awful so because we, it was. That like, would have been over a barrier too. They must really well, know how to huckle you. It was like <laughs> being rejected from the weird kids. Like we yeah, were like, yeah, this is going to be cool. This is going to. We're like, you know, everybody's like, you know, not fitting in. Mm. It was not. Nah, don't like you. <laughs> You're too weird. So that was that was. I don't know if that was good or bad that Marilyn Manson, but I remember it was pretty. It was, it was memorable. It was, yeah, we did find it funny. <laughs> yeah, it's we, true. we we found it funny. We weren't we weren't too upset by the whole. I do remember like this goes back to. All the, I mean, these things are all memories when you're young, you know. Like I remember my the first time Carriage H we opened for this boy band called Zed. Which were in New Zealand. I was in um, New fucking. New Zealand. What's the name of the song? Um, Glorophilia says she yeah. said. Oh, or I'm a lover, I'm the singer, I'm a fighter. Gonna set your soul on fire. There we go. And they and we were. So that like, was a boy band. We were doing like a quite. You know, we thought we were pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I remember we drove down to Invercargill, and which is you know, which is also about two hours south of Dunedin, mm, and it's mm. quite a. Um, it's a really strange sort of weird Catholic town in comparison to Dunedin where it's like uh, they don't sell alcohol. It's quite conservative. It's a bit weird. Anyway, the crowd hated us and we played for we played for too long. And I remember the promoter of the gig uh, tried to ban us, like said, you're never going to play you're in New Zealand. You're never going to play in this town again. You're never going to play in New Zealand ever again. And we Whoa! Were like, we were like 16. I remember locking Zed out of their, their backstage room and we stole all their beer. Yeah. And we like... And then Wait, they were like, giving 16-year-olds beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. 
I we show them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where are they now? <laughs> I find the most shock, sitting on all their money. Bad. <laughs> shockingly bad gigs are always the most. Right. I don't remember any of the good, like, actual good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I remember playing in New York, and then like it was uh, CMJ, and I was always fussed about the band I was in, and I was getting all excited, and all these right, Americans right. came down, and we were the worst. Uh, so bad, like so bad. And then I walked out. I was like, I was like, kind of actually kind of mortified because of how bad it was. I was kind of embarrassed. And then I uh, walked off stage. And then like the guy from our record label introduced me from um, Mark up to Mark Eyeball at a pavement. And I wanted to cry. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> was that my favourite band? And he's like, just seen that. Oh yeah. no! But that was kind of, still kind of, still kind of funny. Is that your Heroes Town? Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the good ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's been lots of good ones, there. You know? Oh yeah. We have, we have, you know, I don't know. We've played over a thousand shows now, so yeah. it's like we've, we've done a lot of. Ha, do, uh, have you actually kept count? I'm genuinely curious. I definitely know that we've played over a thousand because every single year we played more than a more than yeah. a hundred yeah, shows shit. a year. Yeah. That would be incredible if there was like an archive out there of like literally s- every show you've ever done. I think on bands in town there was like. 600 or we, 700 shows and then that doesn't even have all the first time I've first got we've years. got like a friend um, oh, yeah, a good Robert. friend he, he's got a booklet that he keeps of every single band he's ever seen he notes it down how many times where he saw it what menu what songs they and play. he's up to 75 data by shows yeah. nice and that's just yeah. oh mate god I feel paltry I think I'm only up to like 8 or something this is bullshit yeah. <laughs> i got a lot of work to do <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying. We've got to. We've 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 really slowed down on getting to for him to get to his century. But yeah, you know, one day maybe he might need to come and tour with us again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, that'll I, do that's, it. That's never going to happen, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> the EP is "What Did You Expect," and it is out now in most good record stores. Yeah, I'm assuming. So. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think you're a good record store if you're not stuck in da da da. So you know, it's available on most good internets. As yeah, well. exactly. Mm. You can you can download and stream that shit, and uh, I'm sure you can find the rest of the da 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 discography out there in in the ether as well. No, I found out forms not on Spotify through this funny post we did. Oh really? Yeah. yeah Got to get that up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, the people need to hear that shit. <laughs> Andrew, Mikey, Rory, thank you guys so so much. This has yeah. been a lot of fun. Thank you. I know. I, I put my strings on wrong. I'm redoing them. <laughs> Love it, man. I'm sure it'll sound wonderful. I hope so. I hope so too, man. I'm David James Young, and all my friends. This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.